Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today's episode, we have gone prehistoric. We have gone to the most prehistoric <laughs> town in Australia. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> easy, easy. Pretty much. Well, that's um, where we had to go. Yeah, we oh, had to go. Exactly. We heard, about um, this. we heard about these guys there. There's these guys I met. I think I met them in Brisbane, the first time I met them. Really? Um, yeah. How did they get to Brisbane? I don't know. They, they walked a long way. Yeah, or, or went by kangaroo back. One of the reasons why, we, we, this is actually a very special episode because this is our first interview of the wellness guys yeah yeah first interview of the wellness guys and we've gone straight to the top it's kind of like interviewing you know the u.s president yeah i would say yeah yeah anytime you go straight to adelaide it's always straight to the top boys i'm telling you that (laughs) adelaide is the pinnacle (laughs) (laughs) i'm not laughing because it's not true i think it's just the way you said it i think that's what it is nothing gets out i mean i lived in adelaide that was the first city i went to when i came to australia so i love adelaide a lot of friends there and uh well you know we're friends with the Adelaide Caveman. Yeah, and that's who we're talking about today. Yeah. So, uh, you, would you like to introduce the Adelaide Caveman, Brett? Since Absolutely. You are yeah, these guys are from my hometown, and uh, I've seen them walking around all over the place, and they're awesome. I reckon they're very cool. They um, they've, uh, <laughs> they look very much like cavemen. They may be a little bit smelly, uh, but they've got a great message. And uh, and I've seen them at the cricket. I've seen them down at the bay. Um, I've seen them all sorts of different places around Adelaide. Um, so. We've actually got one of there's there's two of them, um, and we've got one of them with us today. So I'd like to say a big uh, wellness guys welcome to Grok, the Adelaide Caveman. G'day, Grok. Yeah. Hello, wellness guys. It's good to be here. It's uh, great to have you on here, Grok. I uh, I met you, Grok. I don't know if you remember me. I actually I don't know if I had less hair or more hair back then, but um, I think it was one of your first outings, um, and it was the Rundle Street Mall. Uh, I, I met you at. Yes, sir. And I think there was an event on over that weekend. I think I might have even been going to the cricket too, and, and you guys were at that event too. And you were carrying placards around, and there was a whole lot of stuff. And, and I, I was so excited because the messages were so amazing, but you obviously do it for a reason. Yeah, we, we, well, um, we've, uh, we've realised that the way we live our lives, that is, uh, we cavemen, is, um, is, is the way that most people should be living our lives. It's really easy to get caught up in... Uh, the TV advertising what's best for us. But really, what is best for us is pretty simple and pretty basic. And it just comes down to the simple things we carry around in our placards. So things like, you know, lots of leaf, uh, leafy veggies, lots of water, um, be nice and happy, uh, make sure you walk around and exercise a lot. Just really simple things. So we just want to be out there reminding people that life can be fun and simple and easy. And, and how are you doing that? I mean, I just mentioned that you, well, you mentioned you have placards, but when I saw you had bits of cardboard, is that what you call a placard? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we start off with animal skins, but uh, we had some <laughs> problems with animal rights, so we decided to get to uh, you know go for something else. So yes, we, we'll use whatever we can. Sometimes it's uh, it's a bit of core flute cardboard, or it's, you know, I think now we've got a little bit more upmarket, and we've uh, found ourselves a stiffer piece of, um, of wood we can use. But it's just a, a way to carry our message around. Very good. And the messages are crisp and clean and pure, which I really, really like. And I think, I, I don't know, what I mean, why did you choose cavemen, you know, in principle for being, I suppose, like a mascot for well-being? Why, why did you choose cavemen? 
it's funny, people think of cavemen as being extinct, and yet um, there are several billion of them living on the planet still. And of course, I'm talking about ourselves, because each one of us is still genetically the same as what a caveman was. So the way that we should be living our lives is exactly the same as how the cave people were living, which means lots of uh, raw um, veggies and berries and yams and those sorts of things, as well as lots of high-quality, free-range protein like fish or you know, rabbit or kangaroo or something like that, which hasn't been farmed. Mm. Nice. So you're suggesting that we really should be uh, going raw and not cooking much. Is that what you're saying? Um, well, I think cooking is important too because we know that when we when we cook, particularly plant matter, that you break down the cell wall a little bit, so that releases all the nutrients on the inside. But at the same time, we don't want to be denaturing any of the good stuff that's in there as well. So raw is good, but also um, cooked a little bit is good also. So we need to have that balance. Yeah. Well, I, so, that's that's good. I mean, that's a that's a certainly a philosophy that I follow, and you know, being into in nutrition in a big way myself. Um, I like the principles that you talk about at the moment, and you know they resonate with me. It's good. Yeah, yeah, we well, should resonate with most people. And I think if you ask anyone, you go to, to any fast food shop, and you say to the people sitting there, "Do you think that's that's healthy for you?" And they will point to the lettuce in the hamburger and say, "Well, that bit is." So you know, people have an idea that you know what's good for them, but they, they sometimes will switch off to what's good for them and just eat what they want to eat. Uh, and so we're just out there to remind them that. Um, well, not necessarily to, to push anything, but just to remind them that they could be living life differently. And perhaps if they did, then perhaps life would be nicer for them too. Uh, in fact, I remember we, um, we were at the front of a uh, fast food chain just at the end of Rundle Mall um, with our little signs, just standing there watching people eat. And it was, uh, we were really close to the, to the glass and these people were uh, turning their backs to us because they, <laughs> they didn't want to look at us with our signs saying, you know, eat healthy. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we play with people's emotions a little bit too, unfortunately. Is it the sign or the way you actually dress? I, I think people are listening to this call, they actually haven't seen the other cavemen, so I think you need to describe what, actually what you wear and how you, what you look like, actually. Oh, well, you know, the, the cavemen um, didn't have the, um, the uh, coiffure styling that modern-day man has. So, you know, our hair may be a little longer. Um, and... <laughs> yes, and being a little less evolved, perhaps our facial hair is longer than than it would be a modern day man as well. Uh, we tend to get around in in faux fur, just to um, again, we want to respect those critters out there, but it's particularly the ones we haven't killed to, to eat. Um, so you know, we we uh, dress up in a little animal print, um, a bit of fur, and we wander around with our beards and our hair hanging out. It's very good. It's very good. And uh, look, I've. I think, well, those who are listening to this will actually be able to go onto the Wellness Guys website and yeah, see right. some of the photos we've got because, you know, some of these photos are absolute <laughs> classic of, of what you guys have done. And I, and I love the message. I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, obviously, it, it can really rub people the wrong way when you're in their face and you're saying, listen up, you unhealthy person. You need to be uh, eating much better, which is obviously what you did when you're standing in front of, I presume it was the golden arches or the red chicken, um, but uh, or maybe it was that Uncle uh, Fried Colonel guy that, you know, it was that kind of guy. I don't know where you're standing, but, you know, that's very confronting for people. Have you come up against much opposition? 
Well, strangely, the largest opposition we came against was at the Adelaide Central Market, which is where you buy all your fresh produce. It's a, a great place where people who are there, they get what we're on about. And were, a lot of people come up for photographs and everything else, but security came and, and uh, kicked us out because uh, we're not supposed to be there touting any messages with any sort of signboards. Really? So we got kicked out of the, of the uh, Adelaide Market, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, all the other places have been great, though. So um, they've been... Everyone's been really happy to see us. Often people come up to us and ask, you know, do we lose a bet or, uh, you know, are we, are we getting paid enough? And when we tell them we're doing it out of uh, our love of the message, they really can't understand how it could be that important. Yeah. So it's, 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 it is interesting. So, so, so could you just tell us sort of how this all came about? Like, you know, where did the Adelaide Caveman vision come from? Like, where did, where did, where did it start and what, what's your mission? Oh, that's a really good question because there, there are a few little genesis that happen over the way. But uh, I think the one that motivated me the most was I was um, um, speaking to my, my daughter's mum and uh, she was wanting to put her on some, some medication, which I necessarily was the right way to go. And I got talking to other people and started realising how often uh, people got upset or sorry, how, how often kids get put on medication where you know, really if they just ate better and exercised more and all that sort of stuff, those things aren't so much of an issue. So I still got really fired up and I decided I was going to do something in Adelaide's Rondo Mall about a bit of a spiel about how it could be healthy. I was going to stand in my soapbox and just spout off stuff. And then I had a good friend who, um, who said to me, well, maybe we can just calm that down a little bit and have a bit more fun with it. And uh, his idea was to get dressed up as cavemen and talk about it in that perspective. So that's what we ended up doing. So the two of us have been wandering around spreading the message. So that's, that's the other Adelaide caveman that you're talking about? Yes, yes. My good friend, Ugg, he's, uh, he's uh, looking after the family in the cave at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know, we, we are a, we're a, com- a commune. We are a, a communal tribe. So, um, you know, we have to make sure that everyone is working together. And, uh, yeah, sorry, go on. So you're saying there's more than two. Is there is there more than two? Oh, yes, there's several, several people. And, you know, they may be family not so much in how they look, but they're family in how they think. And I think that's the important part. If, if they have the same the same vision, if they have the same stuff within their, within their, within the chest, then I think that's what makes them a caveman. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to be a caveman, but I'm just not sure if I can grow my beard. I don't oh. think you can grow your beard. <laughs> so, well, um, I've got another question for you. So when, when we hear people talking about cavemen, you know, people think of this idea of cavemen and they tend to think, well, were the cavemen really that healthy? I mean, they didn't have a very long life expectancy. Surely that means that they weren't actually that healthy. So what, what, could you, what can you tell us about that, Greg? Well, what I can say is that a lot of the stats when they look at um, are skewed a little bit. Um, when you think about how people were living way, way, way back, um, there was a, a higher rate of child mortality. So um, if you got through that childhood period, you tend to live for a long time unless you got eaten by a safety tiger or you um, had a, some sort of nasty injury. So when you have um, a growth curve which says that you know, the average life expectancy was, say, 45, that means that that was it's like the halfway point between being dying really young or dying really old. So most people who did live way back um, were probably living to a ripe old age once they got through childhood. So that's what I would say about that. Ah, okay. It, I, I get that, and it makes sense that you would live a long time. And I suppose the things that have kept us alive longer these days uh, would be, you know, managing bacteria, uh, managing sanitization, you know, having sewerage pumped to different other places, you know, so that the spread of infection, the spread of disease um, is less likely to 
you know, cause problems for us these days because we can manage it really well. But back then when you kind of couldn't shave and you didn't wash under your arms and you actually didn't really own a soap box, you, uh, you know, you kind of, you were prone to some kind of infection. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we know that a little bit of cellular stress produces uh, more internal antioxidants, which is a healthy thing. So, um, you know, I think sometimes we can live a life that's too sterile. Uh, and that's not good. Uh, I don't think people recognise that um, a lot of our, a lot of the cellular mass within us is is bacteria, um, and we need to make sure that we propagate that because it's a healthy thing. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you're saying we should all get a little bit grubbier, caveman? Yeah, get grubby, get grubby. I mean, I think I had this interesting experience the other day. I was uh, um, outside playing with my daughter, and um, initially I was a bit upset about getting my clothes dirty. But then I realised that as a kid, I didn't care a hoot about how dirty my clothes got, but mum and dad did. And I realised I'd tell my mum and dad, so I uh, stopped that and started getting dirty. And it's it's a whole lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So the message is really about getting back to your roots and taking it a bit easier and, and looking at things uh, um, a bit more lightly, a, less, a little less critically. I think, you know, we tend to look at uh, bacteria and go, oh, my God, there's, there's a bacteria that's bad. You know, better wash it, better kill it. Um, we go, oh, crikey, there's some vegetables. What are they going to taste like if they don't have bucket loads of salt on them and deep fried? So we, um, you, what you're saying is just get back to nature and get back to the things that are supposed are more what what Lawrence would describe as more lizard brain sort of activities. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that completely. Um, more 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 veggies, absolutely more veggies. It's probably the thing that we could all do better. Um, and when if you do go for meat, make sure it's you know good quality, free range meat. Make sure it's meat that's eaten what it should have eaten when it was out there being wild. Um, if we do those things, then I think we're looking after ourselves pretty well. And you're right, we don't have to worry too much about the uh, antibacterial soap or anything else. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing you said before which I really liked and um, which was you know the eating of kangaroos and rabbits and those sorts of things that are fast and one of the things that we definitely eat I think too much of these days is beef you know it's, it's a relatively sedentary animal they don't run around they're not like they're you know bolting around the paddock and you know frolic in the hay or doing stuff really that's of high activity do you have any opinion on that? Uh, no but that makes a lot of sense I think um, you know if if you uh, were asked to eat a human of any, any um, of your choosing, would you choose the, the fat dude sitting in? <laughs> yeah, would, would you choose the fat dude sitting sitting around doing nothing, or would you go for uh, you know the, the athlete? Um, you know, I think that's a good point. I think you, you go for the one which is which is living the healthy lifestyle because you know obviously the, the meat that provides is going to be healthy for you. So yeah, I think the same when it comes to eating animals. I might have a crack at Damo, I reckon he's pretty healthy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to go. I hope you mean eat me. I think that's what, I'm sure that's what you mean, brother. <laughs> I, so, uh, I, I mean, I'm not really that into Wagyu and streaky, fatty meat. And so no. I get what you're talking about there, Grok, because, um, you know, when I look around and I, and I notice what people are eating and they're eating a lot of grain, um, and mm. I know that when you want to fatten up a cow, you want to fatten up a chicken, um, or you want to fatten up an animal, including humans, if you want to get a human fat, then you feed them grain. And it, it makes sense that the message that you, you're talking about is that these animals that we eat should be eating the food that they're designed to eat, not grains. Yeah, and I think there are some human populations who have different enzymes which allow them to, to digest uh, corn and grain better. Mm. So I think like the, the people in the Mexican area, uh, in the, um, Central America, they, they have different um, enzymes which allow them to, to digest corn better. Yes. But the, most, the, the rest of us probably don't have that ability. Um, so again, when it comes to, to what we choose to eat, then we need to eat, I think, what we're designed for. 
Um, and when, again, you look at the evolutionary uh, timeline, the amount of time that uh, humankind have been eating the sort of food we have been eating now, we haven't had enough time to evolve to it. Mm. So it's still quite toxic and poisonous to us. And as a result, we have these increases in diabetes and cancer and stroke and all that sort of stuff associated with, with lifestyle. Mm. So, Caveman, I'm really curious, uh, you know, when you go into your average supermarket in, uh, you know, our modern supermarkets, what do you think, what do you see when you go in there? Well, what I think is hilarious is uh, you go into the supermarket and back in aisle you know, 13 or 14, um, one quarter of one of those sides is the health food section. And I wonder, well, I wonder, I wonder what the rest of the food here is because, um, you know, the, the rest of that stuff there is not going to be good for you, is it? You know, the more processed, the more crap it is for you, really. That's a good point. You touched on something which I, I like a lot and I talk about it a fair bit myself. And, uh, and so, Grok, you mentioned before that um, Mexicans can digest corn. And one of the things I talk about is your bowel transit time and many people – and I love to bring it back to the subject of poo. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I talk about, you know, for the most part, any of us could have a spoonful of corn, put it into some water, drink it, and then it should come out fully formed unless we're Mexican or unless we've got some kind of Mexican descent. But what I've found in, in practice as a chiropractor and as a naturopath, that uh, there has been a degree of evolution such that, um, that th th there's been genetic changes in blood. And so Dr. Peter Diadamo spoke about this when he, when he uh, spoke about the blood type diet. And so in talking about the blood type diet, he talks about the evolution from the O type blood to the B type blood to the A type blood to the AB blood. And so... Have you got anything, any kind of pearls of wisdom about it? Because I like the blood type thing. I think it's quite a good evolutionary understanding of what sorts of foods people can tolerate, what they can digest, and then what they respond well to. Have you got a take on that one, Caveman? Yeah, I have. And I think it's worthy we're having someone who, um, um, someone like a naturopath who is an, has a, a, an ex, um, and is an expert in that area is worth getting the detail on about. So for me, it's more about the, the broader picture. So generally speaking, Veggies are good, okay? Broadly speaking, high-grade, quality, protein, free range is good. But then to get into the detail of it, I think that's where your, your health expert is, is the person to chat to, and particularly somebody who spent a lot of time in looking at it. Not, not all health experts have the same skills. So I think you want to find someone who's got that expertise and then talk to them a bit more. So you're talking more about your wellness practitioners, really, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, people who have spent time in looking into what it is to be well, uh, you know, not just about the avoidance of symptoms or pains, but what is it that, that these people can provide to you to make sure that you live a more happy, fulfilling and long life. Mm -hmm. They should look well too. Yeah, yeah, you, you look well. You they look well, yeah, I think that's important. Because I think you want, you want to make sure that they're living congruently to the message that they're trying to give you too as well. You know, yeah. we, you know we're not, none of us are perfect, but you want to make sure that they're following your own advice. You're, you're pretty close yeah. to it, LT. <laughs> you're pretty close to it. <laughs> so, so, okay, man, I, I got a question for you. I mean, obviously, we've been talking a lot about food and, and obviously your, your, your vision and your principles of caveman is to be able to live, um, you know, through the caveman specific about you know paleo ways of eating but there's got to be more than just food like you know it, back in the in, back in the days of caveman you also lived a different type of lifestyle too yeah different than the lifestyle that we're living in outside of food as well right yeah yeah so you know there are some uh, social rules we buy into today so you know most work nowadays involves being sedentary and sitting down um may involve going out for drinks um, may involve having you know, certain foods, and that's all okay, I suppose, but I think we need to understand and respect the fact that we're also designed to run. 
we're designed to move around and to be active within the environment. And if we're not doing that, that's as much. That's just the same as not eating well. So if we're not exercising, we're not particularly not running. Um, then we are not fulfilling what we should be doing. So when it comes to other things that we can be doing, I think that the best I've heard recently there's a great book called Spark. I think uh, people should get into, which is all about the benefits of exercise. Um, uh, exercise you get a point about at least half hour a day where you get to the point where it's a little bit hard to talk while you're exercising. So that's what I would, I would get everyone to try and push towards is that amount of exercise because that means your heart rate is working a certain degree. You're putting just the right amount of stress in your body to produce the right sort of antioxidants. Um, you get more brain growth, so you get more neurons um, uh, forming more connections within your brain. And that's even up to the age that you die, whether that be in your 80s or your 90s or whatever. So, you know, exercise is a vital part and is something that is, is a crucial part to living a long life. Yeah, that's that's a great point. But, you know, a lot of people go, well, you know what? I, I look pretty well. I'm still pretty fit. I've got enough energy. I'm enjoying my life. Um, they, you know, they kind of, they still discount it though, don't they? You know, I've found that, Grok, that they, they don't tend to take that that seriously. So what are the sorts of things, I mean, having, how old are you now? What, 20,000 years old or something? Yep, 200,000, yeah. <laughs> You're pretty old. Like, you've been around the block a few times. Some of the things, some of your observations would be um, quite staggering in terms of what you're looking at in terms of modern-day humans. What sorts of things do you see? being uh, you know the ultimate um incendio man uh looking around what, what are you noticing about our population what are we doing wrong and what could people who are listening to this this podcast do or notice about themselves where they that might trigger them to actually do some exercise what things should they be looking for i think we often we go on what we feel so it's really really easy to go on what's comfortable and what feels good but perhaps I can put you in this way. If um, you had to make a choice based just on feeling, okay, and we, we took Joe Blow out there in the street and I said, okay, I've got two bowls of food here. One bowl here contains your favorite dessert, say it's, say it's ice cream. And the other bowl here contains just um, a salad, undressed, just a plain salad. <laughs> if we went on just, you know, what would make you feel good, you may well choose the ice cream because it tastes good and you get that nice rush of, mmm, this, this is really tasty. But obviously, that's not the healthy option. That's not the healthy option. And it's the same thing when it comes to exercise. So, um, you know, as far as what can you do to really stimulate people to exercise more, I think it has to be fun because it doesn't have to be hard. Well, um, I was talking to some today and, you know, just encouraging them to when they walk the dog to run and chase the dog and to play with it more. Don't just take it out for a walk because you have to go for a walk. Make something out of it. And I think the more fun we have in life, then all that stress starts to ease off and it's easier then to choose good food as well. It's easier to have a better relationship with your partner and your kids and, and everyone else who needs to be to be related to. So I think when you, when you take that time to to take time out of your exercise from from your life and do exercise, then you get the benefits, which um, you know, are far greater than just the idea of getting sweet. I think that sometimes can put people off. It's, it should be fun. Yeah, that's a good point. But what are, what are people are noticing? You know, are they, should they be noticing back pain? What about breathlessness or their sleep being disrupted? You mentioned a great point there is that their relationships aren't as good, and I I put poor relationships down to poor communication, which is often due to misrepresentation of intention. So people kind of take each other for granted, or they they don't mean to say what they do say because of too much cortisol, make them grumpy, or their interpretation being grumpy. What things could people look out for that you've noticed? 
modern day humans are, are doing that are the signals that tell them they should be exercising? Well, that's great. I mean, if, if you're not sleeping, okay, if you are grumpy, um, if you are finally have you know, you're feeling tense and agitated, it's me. They're all signs that you know, that that energy that you're wasting and being angry um, could much better be used to, to push you into a bit of a bit of a run, a bit of a jog, or you know, get a ball and go throw some hoops or whatever it is. Get a footy and have a kick. Just something like that is enough. And often you'll hear people say that to get rid of their stress, they go out and they do something like that. And that's because that's what we're designed to do. So if you're feeling a little bit uptight or um, sad even, uh, you know, depressed, getting out and exercising is the best thing you can do. And if you're recognizing that, then that's probably your body telling you to get out and do something like that. So, Caveman, if, uh, you know, we're saying here that, uh, that our modern people perhaps need to be a little more caveman-like that they need to uh, perhaps adopt a little bit of this caveman lifestyle, then what would be the first step? You know, for your average person out there who spends, you know, nine to five at work and is a bit stressed out and doesn't exercise as well as they want, knows their diet could be a bit better, you know, what would be some simple first steps to get them moving towards being a bit more of a caveman? Uh, I reckon it's it's all about adding. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't change anything that you're doing except to say add an apple before you have your lunch, whatever your lunch is going to be, or add another five-minute walk to getting the car or getting on the bus. So you're just adding a little bit more to what you're already doing because I know everyone wants to be well. Um, no one wants to be sick. Uh, so it's about, well, you know, what else can I do? What's the next best thing? You know, I'm sure you've heard of the, the process of Kaizen, which is a Japanese philosophy about um, you know, the longest journey starts with just one step. So it's about if you want to be a certain place, it doesn't matter even if you get there, but just what's the next smallest thing you can do to get you there? So it might be you're about to go have a, have a cigarette, but instead of having a cigarette straight away, you'll munch on a carrot uh, and then you have your cigarette. Or if you're going to go have some fast food, then you know maybe what you'll do is you'll have a strawberry first. So it's just about adding to what you're already doing. And even if you don't change anything else, if you're just adding those one thing, uh, over the course of a year, you're still going to be in a better off place than you were beforehand. So I think that's where it starts, is just doing something little to start with. I remember there's a great example um, for those people who don't really want to exercise. They one of the um, I heard this, I can't remember who I heard it from, where they said, you know, just step outside every day. Just, <laughs> just stand in your lawn. <laughs> Eventually you're going to move. Yeah. <laughs> on your, on your, in your backyard or front yard and you're going to start wanting to get across the next light pole. <laughs> yep, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's so good it's been fascinating talking to you Grok because um, you know I, I like the insights that you've got and I really like the idea of spreading this message and I think one of the key things is that um, one of the messages that you spread earlier on was that you know when people are looking for high quality advice it's good just to make it really really simple but then if they want to take it to the next level then to seek a wellness practitioner and that's a that's a key thing so what sort of wellness practitioners do you think grok would be the sort of people i mean obviously um brett myself and lawrence we're chiropractors i'm a naturopath what who do you reckon that people should go see being you know um of of caveman ilk uh well for me i think uh, chiropractic is where i'd start uh, but not not any chiropractor. I think you should go and, and interview the chiropractors in your area, or get a word of mouth referral to someone who's who um, you trust, uh, and and interview them, have a chat to them, ask ask them what what they think um, you need to be more well. Um, and you can do that with anyone, whether it be a GP or a naturopath or a massage therapist, and just find out what their philosophy is on on how they're going to look after you. 
because essentially it's got to be about you and it's got to be how they can coordinate other health professionals to make sure that they're all working towards you being uh, in a healthier state. Um, but again, I think the philosophy, the biologic philosophy that chiropractors have is, is, a, is to me, reflective of, of being a, a well person. So that's where I would start. Okay, very good. And it's a, it's a key point. I think, um, you know, a wellness chiropractor should be hooked up and, um, and that's a good place to start. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think it's also, you know, looking at uh, someone who's going to look after your health and your wellness rather than going after someone who's going to look after your sickness. You know, I think that's a big distinction there. Uh, people think it's the same thing. You know, taking care of your sickness is actually getting healthy. It's not necessarily the case. You know, managing your sickness is not getting healthy. It's, you got to really look after your health and you really got to go after those practitioners who are going to look after your health long term. That's true. That's true. So, Grok, thank you so much for um, allowing us to hunt you down and drag you by the hair into the <laughs> studio. That's uh, that's great. Um, we've watched that behaviour over the last 200,000 years on how you do that, and uh, we're impressed. Well, thank you. Um, yes, we're starting to come out of um, the winter hibernation, so we're starting to be a bit more active around uh, Adelaide now. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys keep a lookout for it. So where can we find more information and how can we find more sightings of the Adelaide Cavemen? And, uh, you know, what, what do we, how do we find out more about you guys? Well, there, there is a website. Um, it's fun to think that cavemen have the ability to, to do online stuff, but there, there, there is a website and I've, I've passed that on to, to uh, Brett there. And there's also a Facebook uh, page that uh, you can find out about what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, you can. I've seen the Adelaide Caveman. I'm a friend with the Adelaide Caveman on Facebook. I've seen him on there. He's got some pretty cool pictures up there. So make sure you check it out. Well, we'll definitely put it uh, below these podcasts right here um, on the website, and uh, we'll put those links in so you can actually go check out who the uh, Adelaide Caveman and what they look like and uh, what they do and follow them around. Yeah. Classic. Excellent. Great work. Thank you, Adelaide Caveman. Thanks, Adelaide Caveman. Thank you, guys. Well, that was a very insightful uh, episode, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our first interview. For, you know, going back two hundred thousand years <laughs> to the originator of health and wellness. Yeah. Um, as always, uh, join us each week on the wellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below uh, this episode, of course. Please let us know what you think because we want to know what you want to hear and uh, what do you think about this episode, and do you want to hear more interviews and things like that. Make sure also go to Facebook, like us. And follow us on Twitter and sign up for notes of each episode. And make sure you download us on iTunes and leave a comment there. So until next next week, and begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. I'm Dr. Lawrence Sam. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And we're the Wellness Guys. <laughs>